Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Coco Show, hosted by myself, Colette Craven, and usually my co-host, Amy Schwartz. This is a show where the banter at the top of the episode never ends, and neurodivergent or not, we are here to make you feel less alone about your human experience. We have no expectation, and neither should you know. Today we are chatting with Lauren Fogarty about growing up as a little yeehaw girly in a fairly urban town of Kirkland. But before we get into the weeds, three things. Our dear David couldn't be with us today, so shout out to Tech Daddy for being here and making sure the show can still go on. And second and third, it is time for our ye fucking haws and hyper fixations of the week. I will start us off. All right, well, by now you all know that I am gluten-free and you're sick of hearing about it, but I'm not sick of talking about it and this is my podcast so i'm talking about it and my hyperfixation is neurodivergent af which is my current save food my beloved honey nut cheerios i i truly have i i eat just the, just a couple a little every day and and i probably will for the rest of my fucking life and I probably won't stop doing this and still be until they stop tasting like dopamine as as we do as we do and then my ye fucking ha huh, is Dandy and I are heading down to Bend tomorrow for Mel and Jack's wedding. And I've never been there before. And the weather is supposed to be great. And I'm excited to see one of my oldest friends get married. And yeah, it's going to be a good time in the sun. Tech Daddy, will you please share yours? Yes, I will. My ye fucking ha and my hyperfixation are both kind of the same thing. Okay. Um, Recently... As you guys know, we've had our house become our house. And it is finally starting to feel like our house because we are able to do whatever we want with it and change around things. And we have a shower curtain that says get naked, loving it. So that's my you fucking hot and my hyperfixation. My hyperfixation being like cleaning it and making it more like ours. Yeah. And if that didn't make sense to you, it's because they don't have a roommate anymore. So yeehaw to that. All right, Lauren. You have the floor. Wow. My yeehaw has been my garden, but mainly my cucumbers. And my my microfixation has been, I'm getting back into makeup again. Yay. I am discovering how much I love makeup again, so... Super exciting! What's your I'm favorite? I'm really loving makeup. What's your fave product huh? right now? What's your <laughs> What's your favorite product right now? Well, I'm loving the Tower Twenty Eight uh, tinted foundation. It's like a foundation mixed with a moisturizer Ooh. thing. I it's only SPF thirty, but I like to wear two to maybe three um sunscreens sure on my face that's absolutely because i want to keep my face pickled mm-hmm. and looking like my face yep i want to be pickled here at age 30 indefinitely mm-hmm. this is where we'll yes. stay this is where we will pickle stay. us pickle us we love botox um and i think we're just gonna take a little dance dance break before i formally introduce you to lauren so Dance it out, bitches. For those who don't know, Lauren and I met in beauty school in 2009, and it's really hard for us to narrow down a topic because, honestly, this is a gal that I could have a three-hour conversation with about housewives, pivot and diverge roughly 15 times, and end up riling each other up about climate change or our respective most detested or loved herbs. It could really go anywhere. 
She's been a ride or die since our first hang. She calls me on my bullshit and somehow never makes me feel like shit about myself when she does it. She is my best friend and the best friend that everyone deserves. She is one of my soulmates and there are very few that make me laugh harder than her. Everyone meet the Louise to my Thelma. Lofo. Lauren in the barn. Ophi. Loaf. Welcome to the show. Howdy doody tootie. Hey. First and most importantly, and arguably, I would say, the most important for us, is what would your housewife tagline be? Ooh. So, I've got two. All right. My first one is, I love to cook. I'm always stirring the pot. Yes. And... My most recent one is gardening is my passion. After all, I'm known for hoeing around. Oh, iconic. That's so, it's so good. I also have two that I toy between. And um, this one gives more Lisa Renna and the other one gives more Lisa Vanderpump. Um, so, so my first one is if you think I'm dramatic you should meet my family <laughs> and then uh, my second one is darling you're not rich or you're not ugly you're just poor <laughs> um, and ideally oh, that would God, be I said that. that ideally would be said with a British accent but unfortunately I don't have one and because I just brought up the Lisas, I want to know, fuck, Mary kill, Lisa Vanderpump, Lisa Renna, and Lisa Barlow. Oh, okay. Immediately kill Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, okay. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately kill okay. her. Okay. Um, oh, God. Um, oh, no. Uh, but I mean, obviously, uh, can I? I would say I would fuck Lisa Renna, mm-hmm. and I would also marry her. Okay. So, are you just gonna kill you... Lisa Barlow too? Uh huh. Kill okay. her. <laughs> kill Lisa Vanderpump, <laughs> and I would fuck Lisa Renna, and I'd marry her. I yeah. Love, yeah. And I just, I, I think I get to do that. Yeah, I, it's your right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It is my right as an American. <laughs> if you, I if, mean, L- Lisa Renna with that fire hose. Oh yeah, that's arousing. It I <laughs> that was my exact reaction. <laughs> I I just went. Harry Hamlin is a lucky man. Oh yeah, I'd Harry fuck, Hamlin. I would also fuck Harry Hamlin. I would too. Yeah. I 1000% would. Mm-hmm. At any, yes. at like at his youngest when he was on mm-hmm. what LA Law now, today, yep. now, anytime, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Next, Next <two>. year. <laughs> uh, now I need your answer. Who I would fuck, Mary Kill? Mm-hmm. I would marry Lisa Vanderpump. I would fuck Lisa mm-hmm. Renna and I would mm-hmm. kill Lisa Barlow. Yes, yes. I love that. And then always kill Tinsley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even if she's not involved in the fuck, Mary kill, always kill Tinsley. Every, every time you always kill Tinsley. <laughs> <laughs> also but always kill Carol. Sutton. Oh, Sutton. Oh. God, I forgot about that, but yeah, I always kill Sutton. Yes, <laughs> kill, kill Sutton immediately. Ooh, ooh, let's do what? Let's do one New York one, and then we'll move on. Fuck Mary, kill Luann, Ramona. Um, ooh, Sonia. Oh. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That's immediately a- kill Ramona. <laughs> and um I I would I would marry Sonia. Really? 
and I book people in. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that because I would, I would rather have a lifetime with Sonia. A lifetime with Sonia would be so chaotic. I, I would, mm-hmm. I, I would, and I do that. I would marry Luann because I think my stuff would be nicer. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sonia is a. I. I would know, totally fuck Sonia, and I would also kill Ramona. Always kill Ramona. Always. <laughs> God, I, love- I mean, the kill of that one is so easy, but the, do you, yeah, I guess, do you marry, yeah, I guess, you know, you're right, the, fuck Sonia, and then have a lifetime with, but Luann is just such a drag, you would end up having to go to cabaret, after cabaret, after cabaret, shut the fuck up about, wait, is it, is it called cabaret, or what is, no, you are absolutely right. Okay. I think I would like it because I love lounge acts and I love hanging with the gays. So I think yes. I would have a very good time and maybe, maybe in my wildest dreams, I'd run into Raja. I love her. Um, also, d- sidebar, would you fuck, marry, or kill Bethany? Marry Bethany. Yeah. The life you would have that you would have to listen to her talk every day. Yeah, what's going? What's going on? What are you doing, Lauren? What do you What are you having for breakfast? You know, I I, I just I, I I she's like so crazy, but I think I could handle it. I for sure could get on that level, and um, I could I could put a Xanax in my smoothie. Yeah, just pop it in. Who Who was? Oh, that was Lisa Renna. Uh huh. Yeah. A Xanax smoothie. That bag of pills. <laughs> that bag of pills. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. Thank well, you, Lisa Renna, for the smoothie recipe. I would try that if I was married to Bethany. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. Yeah. Switch gears a little bit. Um, at what age did you recall realizing your family was kind of like different from other families in Kirkland? Um probably around like sixth grade when I became embarrassed uh voice cracked embarrassed of (laughs) being dropped off at my Kirkland elementary school um in a big you know diesel flatbed rig with a uh load of hay on the back ah and that, you know, people are getting dropped off at school and they're very nice minivans and, you know, very, very nice SUVs. And I'm, I'm getting dropped off in a giant flatbed truck that's shedding twigs of hay and it's putting out the biggest, blackest blue puff of smoke out and super noisy that was when i was embarrassed sure. of my family sure <laughs> the first time i'd say the first time yeah uh, that was when i realized it wasn't normal did pe- did people talk shit and weird or was it just like whatever well everyone was standing outside waiting in line for their classrooms watching as i got out of the truck right. everyone was watching <laughs> Were there comments or just very oh, yeah. darting eyes? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I hate People that. People like, what, what is going on? Why? I mean, because it, it made such a big scene. It was so loud. Sure. And that wasn't the only time it happened. It sure. started happening more and more. And then in junior high. And, and also, we had a, a house chicken that came to school drop-off with <laughs> us. But then I found out that that wasn't normal either. Sure, sure. I bet Monica would do that. She should. It was actually, this was such a good chicken. What was its name? Chicklet. Chicklet. Creative. We're kids. Yeah, creative. Come on. Yeah. Kids are terrible at naming animals. If you have yeah. a child, don't let them name your animal. You heard it here first. 
Um, yeah. Don't. So I, <laughs> I know also your family has and has had a ranch in Woodenville for a long time. Were you there a lot in your youth? Every Saturday. Every Saturday. Only Saturday? At, um, at, we'd, we'd go up every other day for feedings and stuff. But Saturday was when um, the, the it was it was a hay business and that was when it was open for business and people would come and buy hay and so we'd uh hang out there every saturday during the hay business hours and i kind of hated spending my saturdays there as a kid yeah because i didn't get to like go do other things we we would get to bring a friend it was fun though because i mean i I often wanted to do other things with my Saturdays, but we would get to go up there and ride horses, which, hey, suck it. It's pretty fun to ride a horse. Yeah. But, I mean. Horse girl for life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but, so, um, what types of animals did you have at the farm and at your house? So you had a chicken, horses, obviously. Yeah. Um. We had a shit ton of chickens love and roosters, which made a big old ruckus, um, uh, several dogs and six cats and, um, uh, what was it? Five horses and, um, a bunny and, um, at the at my grandpa's ranch, we had cattle and a uh, herd of horses and um, sheep herding dogs and cattle dogs over there. God. I'm probably forgetting some of the other animals we had. Uh, were there were there goats? Uh, no, there uh, there was a goat on the on the Kirkland property when my dad first bought it. Oh, that's which right. Which was so aggressive that my dad won't allow go- that's goats. Right. Well, that was how my dad got locked out of the cabin mm-hmm, naked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was, and he, had, he was about to take a shower. He, he yeah, heard the uh, ruckus, went outside and then, and the door locked behind him. Uh huh. And he had to crawl in a window naked. naked. Yep. <laughs> oh. so I... Jeff Fogarty, everybody. <laughs> he would he would die if he knew that how much I told that story to everyone. <laughs> listen. It's I'll great. tell it to anyone who will listen just <laughs> because my dad is so conservative. Uh huh. It it just tickles you. So a little the thought bit. of Oh, it truly does. Truly uh, tickles me. Speaking of <laughs> stories, can you tell our jo- listeners a little bit about the trash and the snakes? The the what? The trash and the snakes. The trash and the snakes. Yeah, you said you like burnt trash and Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, so um out at my grandpa my grandpa's ranch in eastern Washington they don't have garbage service and so um it's normal out there to have a burn barrel so once a week you take your trash whatever is in it in a plastic bag and you put it in your burn barrel and you fucking set it on fire sure so um when we would be up at our barn in Woodenville at the end of of the work day, we would oftentimes have bonfires and roast s'mores and weenies and things. And we'd throw our trash in the fire. And I mean, plastic and I, probably styrofoam and whatnot. I had to unlearn that it's not normal for people to throw garbage on a fire that you're you're not supposed to do that and that's that's not good for the environment the the amount of shit that I've had to unlearn from a 
like, you know, my mom's side of the family being a very rural mm-hmm. family and the, the things that they do is kind of. <laughs> right, right. A little sus, don't, as they say. You guys don't burn your trash in case you guys didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. As a child, I learned this. I learned to burn trash. Yeah. And then when other people didn't, you were like, what? Yeah. So we spent a lot of our time at my grandpa's ranch in eastern Washington. It's a cattle and hay ranch. And it's a very large piece of land. And um, there's snakes out there. And um, so whenever we'd go out walking, we'd have to we'd have to bring a hoe with us <laughs> listen to me talking about hoes again oh. <laughs> um so uh i i never ended up having to do this but my my grandma i i've watched her decapitate many snakes and um so as as a wee one i found it morbidly fascinating and so my grandma would (laughs) pack off the the rattle for me and put it in a jar and 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 send me home with it and I thought they were so cool so I would bring them to school and I would tell all of my classmates in graphic detail about my grandma hacking off a snake's head and how they would writhe around on the ground for an hour at least and um and i would show them these rattles that my grandma would would cut off for me and you know what kids around here think that's pretty weird (laughs) and nobody thought to tell me that I probably shouldn't do that that maybe kids in Kirkland who don't grow up on farms or around snakes even they might think that that's so barf and gross (laughs) so um oh bless your heart (laughs) nobody thought it was as cool as i did everyone was nearly gagging sure so um I came, I, I, I think I might've come off a little bit weird. Well, so, uh, I, I, uh, I cringe a little bit. And also I'm like, mom and dad, why did you let me, let me go to school? With, uh, hey, I'm going off to school with my snake rattles. And they're like, Great. Have a good day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why did nobody stop me? Well, you know, they just were like, you know what? She needs to know. Nothing. <laughs> she needs to know nothing. She she needs to learn the good old-fashioned way. And I mean, not that Linda's going to listen to this, but do you think a woman who openly told your friends about her cysts on her ah, head ah, is really the gal whoa. who's gonna go yes yes like that the math isn't math and she's not gonna be like hey sweetie maybe don't talk about the writhing snakes decapitated writhing snakes i don't think that'll that'll mm-hmm. land well here mm-hmm. in the zip code yeah she she was probably like yeah tell them about my my uh the cyst on my head and how you removed it for me Oh, Linda, bless your fucking heart. Okay, so once you started talking about that shit and like obviously you showed up to school with like a chicken and a a, a (laughs) bed of 
truck bed full of hay, do you think kids treated you differently? Or was were they just like, Lauren's a weird horse girl, and then just kind of left it at that? Probably. I mean, I probably internalized it quite a bit more because you know how As one does. you think that that people are thinking so much about you, but right. no, people people don't really. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They really don't. People people just do in the moment and then they're like, yeah, I'm going to go on to think about other things. <laughs> right. Right. But we're spiraling for three days about one comment that nobody else cares about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden I'm going to bed at night, age 31, and I'm like, <gasps> mm-hmm. oh, my God. <laughs> Snakes. Snakes. <laughs> okay. This is a very important question. Do Wrangler butts really make you nuts? For real. (laughs) This is a real issue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the look on her face. I wish you guys could see. Oh, yeah. They arouse her. Yep. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that, those Wrangler butts. Mm-hmm. Optimum. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 would squeeze. Wrangler butts do make me go nuts. Oh, man, those nut huggers, too. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Even when I see my own butt in Wranglers, I'm like, oh! Yeah. Honestly, though, there are a couple pairs of leggings that I'll be I'll be walking on an incline at the gym or maybe not even on an incline and I'll look over and I get distracted. And then aren't you like, I'm so jealous of everybody else who gets to see my butt from another perspective. (laughs) Yeah, I am. I'm really proud of my butt. I've worked really hard to make her a thing. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Lauren, Lauren can attest. She's known me. beautiful mm-hmm. that it was almost inverted prior so you told me that we actually met before you started beauty school mm-hmm. at a nevac meeting program meeting thing mm-hmm. and i don't i don't even re- fully remember that nevac meeting thing i vaguely remember being there yeah i i so you were in a lineup um frank not frank whoever it it must have been yeah linda Linda yeah linda maybe charlotte was there and they were talking about the school bellevue beauty school and the program and then there was like four or five girls that were there from the nevac program and you were one of them and you had um the most seen being haircut with the most aggressive bangs and a little raccoon tail extension and black black extensions and aggressively um back home hair and I went I want to be oh, her Mary. best friend I want to be her best friend so bad and then um super scene queen mm-hmm. and <laughs> I and I was like yep this is gonna be my fucking friend I'm I'm and- doing it and then, oh, yeah. Then when we did meet mm-hmm. at beauty school, out in the smoking we out, quarters, yep. yeah, outside in the smoking quarters, you brought up cutting your big toe <laughs> by shaving your big toe hair, and I was like, "Oh my god, we're matching! I have that same exact big toe hair." Did we just become best friends? Yep. And then she asked me if I wanted some of her meatball sub, and I said, "Yeah." Yeah. And then I asked for her number, and um, I'll never forget when she was spelling her last name, she was like, F F is in fart, O is in orgasm, R is in, I think you said rectum. (laughs) I don't remember what the rest of them were, but I just thought it was so fucking funny. I was like, what a fucking weirdo. I love her. I mean, we did just bond over having identical toe hair. Yeah. Big toe hair. Yeah. And I mean, you base a whole friendship off of that. You really can at any given. We did. Yeah. Can. That was how we became friends. Can, would, did. 
mm-hmm. that's the story of Loaf and Coco. Yep. Um, that that was how it all started. Yep. And then we hung out and smoked pot on a uh, trampoline in your parents' backyard, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then down in that weird little, like, dungeon area. It was like the yes. lowered yes, outdoor the, patio. Called the window well. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's what they call it. But um, you could for sure hide a body under that thing. Just yeah. make the cement higher. You know? That's, I mean, it's a terror. Yeah. I, I understand they make it so you can have a daylight basement, but it's whack. Yes. Window wells are whack. You heard it here first. Yes. Yes. I I agree. Okay. This- I fully agree because right now it's a well for um, cats. <laughs> I mean, the cats hang out there. That's all it's used for. Is- well, that would be a good place to give them uh, yard time. Yeah. When my mom goes and rescues kittens, the foster kittens, mm-hmm. that's where they have their outdoor time. Sure. Makes sense. Can protect them from disease down there, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, what vague question? What life lessons has the ranch taught you? Um, I mean, I can I can make anything with garbage. Gardening with they're garbage. Very, that's true. They're very crafty with scraps and crap um i mean growing my own food some of it i would say work ethic but nah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um i mean it's it definitely made me really appreciate being outside except i fucking hate bugs yeah anytime a bug gets near me i go ew i hate the outdoors yep yeah we all we Mm. all felt that one Mm. but i appreciate being outside besides bugs right 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 um what was the first time um you like helped farm edible shit was it was it at your parents' house? Was it at the ranch? Was it in Woodenville? Um, oh, growing up, we always had a garden in the backyard. So, I mean, as the tiniest child, even bef- before I could walk, my my dad was growing you know, he had corn that that was you know, six, seven feet tall. Wow. And, so cool. You know? Um, so, I, I mean, we've been, we've been working in gardens since I was a wee, wee shaver and helping harvest and trying to help plant, but more being in the way. So I guess those are a lot of my first memories is being, outside in the garden in the way though you felt like you weren't because you were too wee wee oh I I mean trying to help wanting to be involved in it because I've always loved doing stuff like that but I I thought I was helping but me reflecting back on it now like oh was I was I actually helping right did or what was I just mushing stuff did they let you mush stuff or did they make you feel like you were in the way Oh, they did let me mush stuff. Oh, that's so good. They did. They let me trample plants. They <laughs> they let me do things like that. That's nice. Um, do you think having a house full hold full of animals and at the ranch like affected your mental health either positively or negatively growing up? Um, I really feel like um, the impact that it has had retrospectively um the chaos of having too many pets inside um has given me um some so many um compulsive cleaning Mm. things I mean you 
and I have talked about a lot of this, the, the pets are so messy and um, I really didn't like how, um, how chaotically messy it was with so many animals inside the house, even though I loved all the animals and loved having them in, in the house. And I mean, even occasionally when we had my horse Brandy in the backyard, I would, <laughs> my mom didn't care when I would bring her at least inside the back door. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I just, I think all that stuff is so gross. <laughs> I would die having so many animals inside my house I am so um over the top with sanitation and cleanliness that it's it's too much for me yeah and um and I believe that having so many messy critters in the house has really contributed to my compulsive cleaning sure have you ever been diagnosed with OCD or do you just know it in your heart I haven't and um and and I'm I'm not like I'm not totally sure and I guess I I call it compulsive cleaning I mean how many times is it no it's it's times are you supposed to vacuum a day yeah it's it's compulsive it is Um, compulsive it is okay and and I also wash my hands in the shower in between everything like I it's it's a bit of a struggle to take a quick shower because of how many times I wash my hands yeah so um I I definitely feel like that the the cleanliness and stuff had an impact on that and because there I didn't have any control this is now a way that I control it right and uh and, and I now it. I'm like, but do I control it? Sure, sure, sure. Um, what what is or was your family's outlook on mental health care? I mean, my my mom took me to therapy starting when I was fourteen. Okay, so she believed in uh, mental health, and uh, I mean, getting mental health help. Uh, she did that for my oldest sister. I can't remember if my middle sister did. Um, my my dad is not that he doesn't believe in it or anything. He's just not. He's a little removed from that part. Um, sure. But I mean, she she would be in the first part of the session with me and then I would get the second part of the session by myself, which I loved as a kid. But right. um, like I've said before, it made her paranoid as to what she thought I was saying right. about her right. during the second part of the, the session, which I'm like, I'm a teenager. You think I'm really talking about you in yes. my sessions? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. That's for later. I'm, I'm talking, yeah, that's for when I have to unpack this as an adult. Right now, I'm wrapped up in boyfriends and yeah. my friends and, and like, who who's kissing who? Mm-hmm. Like, We have bigger fish uh, to fry, Lynn. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. What age did that start, therapy? Uh, 14. 14, okay. Is that when you got diagnosed with ADHD and got your accommodations and stuff? No, that was 12 years old. Okay. Okay. And yeah, that, that was when that started. How how long were you on meds or are you still on meds? Um, I I started ADD meds when I was 12 and then I got off of them when I was 22. Okay. 22 or 23. I might have been 23. Yeah. Um, it was whenever you were dating that one guy who I called the wrong name. No, I. Uh oh. Uh Keegan. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I was still on the. Uh, I might have taken a break in there, but oh, 
I got back on them. Okay. So, and, and I tried, um, I was on Concerta for the longest time mm-hmm. out of all of those, but I tried a bunch of the different ADD medications. Like I'm trying to think of all the names of them. All I can, all that's coming to my brain is Concerta and Adderall. Um, but, uh, Vi- Vivance, isn't that one of them? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, but I, I tried, I went through the list of all of them. One of them gave me a, um, like a, a tick where I would, uh, twitch my neck. If I had my head turned slightly for less or like around, 30 seconds or something, my head would jerk back to center. Oh, wow. And it it was so embarrassing because that happened around sixth grade. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. So I would have my head turned trying to take notes from the whiteboard and my head would suddenly jerk and turn back to center. And I'm like, okay, well, this This doesn't work for me. doesn't look good. Mm, something's something's wrong mm-hmm. oh, I, so uh, I I definitely went through a period of time where I was just stashing my my pills in a drawer and not taking them and then my mom found them Ooh. were you <laughs> were you on mental health meds too or just ADHD meds yeah, I did get on um, Wellbutrin, um, age fifteen or sixteen. Okay. And um, how long and did those last for you? Like, how, or um, lo- how long did they work? That's what I was trying to say. I was on them from about fifteen to sixteen to age. 19. Okay. And what made you and decide to put the kibosh on that? Because I just didn't really feel any sort of um, uh, natural flow of my emotions. Mm, mm-hmm. I just felt so uh, robotically neutral. Sure. That's that not cool. It, um, it didn't, I didn't experience joy and I didn't experience any other feelings. And also, I couldn't orgasm. Ooh, that's not, that is not it. Yeah, so it was like constantly edging. <laughs> and never, never getting a nut. That's terrible. That is not okay. Was, yeah. Um, are you... So- are you back in therapy? Did you ever start back up again later in life? I, I did. Yeah. Um, I started seeing a therapist who um, I had been seeing um, from uh, the ages. I think I was 18 when I started seeing her. She was actually a hypno therapist cool uh, but also uh just a regular therapist as well so I didn't always do hypnotherapy I would just go in and sit and talk to her um but her daughter also had Lyme disease which I have as well Mm. and um so I started seeing her again when I was 23 and um and she already knew my history and everything and so that was post diagnosis and um but what was that maybe about three years ago she moved away she moved to Bellingham and I've done a couple um uh telehealth visits with her but she no longer accepts my insurance so I can't afford her well that's a whole other problem with this fucking country is how unaffordable mental health care is 
Yeah. Oh my God. Ugh. Well, uh, did you did you have IEP accommodations in school? I did. Did yeah. they help? Yeah, yeah, they did. I first had a 504 and then an IEP, and the IEP was better. I actually had a um, uh, an ADD life coach. Cool. In um, junior high. And then um, called on him a couple times in high school and then kept in touch with him throughout the years. I haven't spoken to him in years, but um, he helped me so much. What a cool um, job. I, I know. I'm, I'm for some reason blanking uh, Larry, Larry Davis. Um, he was in incredible he um he, he was i guess his title is more uh, an add advocate okay so he goes with you and your parents into a school and he fucking fights for you what a cool job yeah he was amazing so i mean anytime we were trying to fight for accommodations we met up with so much resistance from, from the school and Larry Davis really helped me get accommodations. And this, uh, my high school wasn't allowing me to go do the NEVAC program. What the and fuck? Yeah. So we called Larry Davis and he came in and fought for me and he advocated for me and made sure that I was able to do the NEVAC program because they didn't want me to because the school would have to pay for my tuition mm -hmm. until I graduated and they didn't want to and they didn't and because they felt like I was a risk because I was doing poorly in school and they said because I was doing so poorly in school that I shouldn't be allowed to do it. Um, maybe you just haven't found your fucking calling and guess what? And, yeah. And, and they, they said, um, you know, because you're just not really excelling in school, why would you think that this is a viable option for you? And I was like, just, just, let me do this and just watch just just see yeah you'll see well with that being said if you could go back in time and tell little lauren at 5 13 and 21 a little something what would you say to her well at five i would obviously tell my little self um don't listen to them. You will be a purple flower. You already are a purple flower. Oh, so good. <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you you can't be a purple flower. <laughs> That's great. Um, 5, 15, 13, and 21? 13 and 21. 13? Mm -hmm. Oh, 13. Oh, oh, God. You, it just, oh, it's, it's not always going to be like this. Uh-huh. I know it's so awkward right now, but it's, it's your braces are going to come off and it's, ugh, it's not going to be so awkward. Uh, 21. Oh my God. Um, you, <laughs> you should report it. <laughs> yeah. You should report it. You should, you should fight this now. Mm. You should out him. Oof. Yeah. But also take care of yourself because mm. you do need to survive. Those are, those are really wholesome parting words, my sweet friend. Um, uh, do you have any, do you have any other parting words for our guests? Dear listeners, whatever you want to call them. Do I have any other parting words and what? For our guests, our, our listeners. Oh. oh. Um, I mean, 
okay if you don't. Garden with garbage. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's my that's my philosophy. I mean, if if you have the space, the ability, and the time, save your seeds. Yeah. Garden with garbage. I love that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thanks for tuning into another fine episode of the Coco Show. Next week, we are chatting with my sweet, sweet internet friend Spencer Lane about body neutrality. And as always, you can find us on IG and TikTok at the Coco Show Pod. You can buy merch and listen to all of our episodes at thecocoshow.com. And if you want to, you can email us at thecocoshow or at gmail.com. As always, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye.